Are you a small business owner taking huge leaps? Welcome to the Fresh Take Podcast, where fresh perspectives on entrepreneurship inspire new ideas, provide support, and harness the power of the small biz community. With your hosts, Lisa Greer and Stacy Casmir. How are you feeling today, Stacy Casmir? <laughs> Very honestly, I'm feeling burnt out. I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm feeling let's let's say I'm feeling the physical manifestations of stress and comparisonitis. I hurt my back and I've did some yoga Reiki, which is just, I'm trying to cleanse and get all the junk out, which brings me to what I wanted to talk about, which is, I was thinking a lot last week and a lot yesterday before we recorded this, am I happy? Am I, is my business bringing me happiness or is it bringing me too much stress, too much comparisonitis, too much, is it just coloring my days with too much gray more than it should be? So before I answer all those babbly questions, I want to know what brings you happiness and do you find happiness in your business and your work? Oh boy, this is not the time to be asking me that. I'll tell you that right now because I just think- like you have been feeling that way, I feel like this year has been one of my harder times. There's been... Peaks and valleys always happen in business, but this year, which is two and a half, you know, I've been starting my year three, so I'm in the two and a half marker right now, and um, there's no more room for, you know, the newbie Mm -hmm. feelings. In other words, you, you don't feel like a newbie anymore. You've been doing this long enough now. You can't really fly that kite anymore. Um, There's a lot of transitioning occurring and transitions and just like any growth pains, they hurt sometimes Mm -hmm. when you're in transition. But I feel like lately I've been looking at all of the things I've done up to this point in my business and I'm assessing all of them. I made a list of all the courses I've signed up for, all the programs I've took, all the coaching I've done. And I wrote down what my objective and my goal was before taking each of those things and some of them more than others. I mean, courses on, you know, how to make your Instagram pop or whatever, like that, it's a matter (laughs) of I have to actually like complete the course and put into practice those elements. Like those types of courses, in my opinion, are meant to serve you with a new skill. Yes. But the coaching in particular, and I am going to drill down on this a little bit, I went into a couple of programs with a specific objective in mind, and I feel like instead of getting what I really wanted to get out of it, I not only didn't get what I wanted out of it, but now I feel like I'm almost resentful because I didn't. Does that make sense? That totally makes sense. And that's very relatable. Yeah, I spent all that money for some clarity here, and I don't feel any clearer than I did, and that's not helpful. There's too much vagueness, mm-hmm. truly. Mm-hmm. There's too much vagueness. And I feel like sometimes it's vague because I get it when you're an educator or an instructor and you're trying to like, you know, paint a broad stroke so that no matter what business category you fall in, you'll find your path, blah, blah, blah. Well, some of us need a little bit more direction than that. I'm sorry. And if I'm talking with you one-on-one, I need you to give me some clear direction. 
and not direction with a hidden agenda either. Yes, that's a very good point. Don't give me advice because secretly you want to paint me into a corner so that you can then either one, take advantage or two, brush me aside. Like, I don't even know how to describe that effectively without pointing out people. So I'm trying to be like, I'm being vague right now on purpose. But I remember one time I asked clearly for some advice from someone and this person gave me advice, but I felt like it was because later they wanted to use, it's like, oh yeah, I wish she would just offer this service, but it was only because later on she could then use the service herself or uh, send her pain, pain in the neck people to me. Does that make sense? Like yes. I, I have this pain point in, for myself, so I want you to find a solution for it so that I can then have a solution for my people so that it alleviates things for me. Well, that doesn't help me out. Does that make sense? That makes very good sense. And I just wish I could find someone and that's, well, that's not even really fair. I I guess I just maybe am feeling the desire for a mentor that is a true 100% genuine person that advocates for me, that has my best intentions at heart, not theirs, Mm -hmm. not their agenda, not their bottom line, not anything like that. I need someone to care about whether or not my business succeeds or not because they care about me. Because I care about people and I care about my clients. I want to see them succeed. And I guess this has made me naive on my part. I just want everybody to do business the way I do. <laughs> and that's just hard to say, but that's true. very understandable because I can, I can have experienced that and I can relate to that. And how, what I feel that you're saying is, or how I understand it is everyone is in this, we're all working together, right? We're all trying to make money and hit that six figures like everyone talks about. Well, some people are better than using others than others are. And I think that's how those people are making money right now. Unfortunately, they're no better at online business management or writing or coaching than anybody else is, but they're good at the art of using the other people their clients, for lack of a better term, or their group, for lack of a better term, as a stepping stone. Maybe that sounds very dark and very rude, but I can't explain it any other way. There's no reason why connecting with a networking group or working with a mentor or a coach or taking a class should make you feel less than. Like, you, did you feel less than in the third grade? Did you feel less than, you know, in high school? Did you feel less than in college? No, because you understood everyone had a different uh, way of learning, a different way of expressing themselves. And your instructor was the instructor. Your instructor had nothing to gain from each. Their job was to teach you. Right. Their job was, was to teach you, period, the end. And it helped you. They had you, no horse in the race there. Right. And <laughs> it helped you. Exactly. Not to connect and hope to get your friends or your sisters or your brothers into their class. And that agenda is gone. And I think that agenda is what's poorly coloring this online small business, whether you're a coach, whether you're a woo, whether you're a writer, whether whatever you do, it's all through. And those currents, once you align with one, I think are it's very hard to get away of. It's colored social media extremely poorly for me. And there are friendships that I thought were genuine that were that are not. And to go a little bit further and be a little bit more, I guess, raw. 
I'm tired of it. And it's coloring the way that I work. And it's coloring the way that I feel about myself when I'm not working, which is not cool at all. So um, to also push it further, I'm at the point now where I'm ready to close the doors and go to a brick and mortar. I have skills that are worthwhile. I am smart in the world. I have abilities that nobody cares a, a tiny bit about online that outside in the world where I drive and can and meet people and talk to and there's engagement, there's understanding. And, and maybe that's the answer right there and how we sort of talked about in a school, how that is working in a business, a brick and mortar business, corporate America, such a dirty word, but I'm going to say it every, like your manager, again, do, do they have a hidden agenda for each person? No, it's the same as when you have that instructor in that third grade school room. So Maybe on a high level, I just sort of solved my own problem right there. But I think it's a sad, sad thing for those that are younger, that are coming up or just newer in the business, that they're coming into this world where you think it's equal opportunity and it's not. And it's it's happened in almost all of my networking groups. It's happened now with all. Let's see, before we got on the show, we we're talking about some people that we both had in common. Um and I said, oh, I had a bad experience there. So it's happened now with almost all of those people. That's really disheartening. That was sort of a rant. So let me get off of my soapbox and stuff down. But um, how do you do deal you with that? What, what is the, what's the solution? Well, so if I remember one time when I was on the verge of, I mean, really close to burning out. I sort of feel a little bit like that right now. But I don't know that it's really burnout as much as it is just really seeking to know very clearly direction. Would you say direction? Well, it's like I have an end goal, right? Like I have this idea in my head of where I want to go and what I want to do. So then the, so then people are like, well, just do it. Just do that. Don't worry about the right. Don't do what you're doing right now. Just focus on what you want to do. That's what you should be doing right now. Do what you want to do. Well, guess what? There's some things involved in business that sometimes you don't want to do. Like one is marketing and hustling and pushing sales and this and that. Well, guess what? Those are maybe some things I don't want to do, but you yeah. have to do them whether you like it or not. Right. And so they'll ask me, okay, then just give up. Stop everything. Go, to, go back to corporate America. Brush off your resume. Go look for a job. How, would you, how does that feel going back out there? I remember what it was like being back out there. And I do miss the camaraderie and the people and this mm -hmm. and that. But I'll be honest with you. I had some really crappy bosses. I had some really crappy managers. I had some people still out there that had their own agenda because it was just me, 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 me. Mm -hmm. And so I think that there's pluses and minuses. You're going to find that across the board regardless. So then the people would say, well, then maybe it's just because you're not working with your ideal client. How many times we hear that? Oh my goodness. Right. Not working with your ideal client. What does that even mean? Right. I just want to do my work. So it really boils down to what's the work that makes you happy? What's the work that fires you up? And the task, then, then the argument is, well, the tasks that you don't like doing, delegate those to other people. Okay. With what money? Exactly. Because sometimes your budget doesn't allocate for that. Sometimes you have to do it, whether you like it or not, because guess what? You don't have the budget to, to fork it out to somebody else. There is no, you know, second income. There's no partner in crime. There's just you. And sometimes there's just you. And your kids. 
So you can't even pare down your living expenses, in other words, to, to make room to hire somebody because there's no paring down to be had. That's where I struggle with. Where's that community? I want that community. Where are that communities at? But I tell you what, those people are probably in the ditch just with me trying to dig themselves out, trying to find their way out. And that's why we can't find them, right? So now that was my rant, my little soapbox. I'm getting back off. I'm circling it back to, okay, so the real the question is, it's not so much do you want to work for other people or do you want to work for yourself? Because I think that, that there's days when I think that all of us can feel, yeah, I feel great about being an entrepreneur today. And there's other days where this blows. I just want to go to a – I want to walk up to some place and do the dishes for crying out loud. I just want to tap and leave and leave my, my trouble yes, behind. yes. So that question is number one. I think that everybody seesaws between those two, and you'd be lying if you said you didn't. Lying. If you don't ever feel that way, then, then, then whatever that secret sauce is or that magic is, you need to share it with the rest of us. Because I think every entrepreneur at some point or another, especially at the beginning of their, their business, has been on that seesaw where they've teetered between, today I just feel like crap and I just don't want to do this anymore. So that's number one. Number two what are the tasks or what are the job? What is it about your work that lights you up? And, you know, you were talking about earlier, a beautiful metaphor about your, your days are painted more with gray mm-hmm. than they are with color right now. So let me ask you what paints, what, what colors are representative? In other words, if you, what are, what represents your greens, your pinks, your, your color in your world versus the gray, what are those tasks? What is that work? Oh, like, just like you said, well, number one is, finishing work at the end of the day and leaving. That's a huge separation for me. Um, Like when I picture working for myself, it's very gray. When I picture corporate America with all the ick that I've experienced, it's very sunny and bright. And being part of a team that you're on a team, period. In my experience, I've always worked in all women environments, which is a very treacherous period. That being said, the all-women environment teams that I've worked on in real life, meaning at a brick and mortar, whether that's in the medical field, whether that's in the design field, I have never been treated as poorly as I have in the all-women teams online, if that makes sense. So that's a big deal to me. brings up an excellent, excellent thing right now. Because I've been doing a little bit of research. I've been doing a little bit of note-taking and I've noticed something. It's, a, it's almost like the company culture that has developed online. And I want you to answer yes or no or true or false, however you feel, mm-hmm. to this question. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that it's easier to dismiss someone, right? Ignore them or dismiss them altogether when they're online versus in person? Yes, absolutely. Yes, Hands absolutely. down. Right? Hands down. I think it's also in that, I think this pairs with it, easier to make someone feel horrible to put someone down when you're online than it is in person. Why do you think that is? I think in person, you know, in a team dynamic, you have sort of the fixer and you have, for lack of a better term right now, the bully or you have the, the, you know, the girl who comes in late, like we always said that girl. And, you, you know, I mean, you all work around with everyone's pros and cons, everyone's great uh, attributes and their poor attributes. And you just hit it remotely, digitally. Mm-hmm. It is harder to find ideal clients or ideal team members or ideal contract, whatever you want to call them, because remotely you cannot have that interaction 
to then assess a person's personality and their you can't do that. It's just so much harder. Right. And I think it's why when I was at a retreat last week, they had us do a personality profile. And I'm really big on personality profiles. I think they rock because you can always find out more about yourself. They're great for self-awareness and they're great for finding out more about the people in the room. Mm-hmm. And I had the pleasure of doing this with a client in the room. And it was awesome because um, the profile assessment in particular, it was, there was no plus minus. It was none of that. It was just about like, who are you and how do you work and how do you relate to people? Mm-hmm. And it was that way for everybody in the room. How do how do you think people see you? How do you act? How are you actually? And then how do other people view you? Those were the three things that came out of this profile assessment. It's called DISC profile assessment. And we'll put the link in the show notes. It was fascinating to me because all three of mine were different. Not everybody in the room was like that. Other people in the room mostly all had the same thing. They were able to, I guess, portray who they are effectively. And people saw them that way. Right. For me, it wasn't the case. I thought people saw me one way. I was a completely different way for real. And people viewed me in a completely different way, which was completely threw me off. I'm like, oh my. But also but it maybe the way that you think people are seeing you is the way people see you online versus how they see you, how those people were seeing you was in person, in real life. Well, but think about it. How oftentimes do things, when you type out something and you read it, and then you hear that same person say that same thing in a phone call, and they can sound completely different and be mm-hmm. taken in completely different ways. Absolutely. That's why I find that remote teams, to me, that's the final frontier. I think that it is uncharted territory. I think that it is a whole lot different, and it's a lot harder because it's harder to gain that trust. It's harder to gain loyalty. It's easy to dismiss these people. It's just it's Fisher Cup bait. This isn't working out. Peace out. I'm going on to the next one. There's like, you know, right. 10 million like this, right? Uh, and if you won't do it for this much money, well, that's okay. I'll go find someone in China that'll do it for, you know, $2 or whatever right. the case is. Right. Like, it's just too easy to just outwardly dismiss people. And that's why we're having this problem. I think it's because we're also bringing in that mentality. We're bringing in the wrong mentalities from corporate America online and we're not honing in on the ones we should really be honing in on. We're bringing in the, it's not business, it's personal mentality. Mm-hmm. We're bringing in the, well, you got to have boundaries. So I'm going to just shut you down and, and block you off or whatever, but not really like establishing any kind of rapport first. So the person just feels shut out. Right. And, and then as far as the loyalty goes, I mean, I think that there is, you can't even, it's unparalleled. You cannot compare. There's no loyalty online because I think your first point was it's not business, it's personal. I'm sorry, it's not, right? It's not personal, it's business. It's not personal I said it's business. not, I said it's not business, it's personal. <laughs> I was but like, I can't say, say, but I think online, everyone is sort of a lone wolf in that way, at least from where I sit right now. Maybe that's me being very bitter, but um, it's, wow, that's a great idea. So I'm going to partner with you and make you feel like you are just the diamond in the rough and, and you're on my team. And, and then, oh, sorry, this isn't really working for me. And you don't know the behind the scenes, the phone calls you see from the shoulders up, right? So it's just cloaked in what's the real truth. And then you see that same idea pawned off as their own or they connect with someone who's doing exactly what's you, what you're doing and um, they find someone else to execute to be their new diamond in the rough. That's so 
Like it makes my stomach turn. Where are the real people? Where are I had someone say one time things were working when I asked if they had ever worked with a person like me before. I was told yes. And then I always ask, well, what happened? And the answer was, well, it was working out until it just wasn't working out anymore. Which what is, is that? A non-answer, which is a non-answer. I worked out until it wasn't working out anymore. Well, guess what? Now I'm going to be doing a little bit more digging. Now you have to give me some specific reasons because here's another thing. I think that people's, I think I'll be honest with you. I think that there is a reason why it's like this online. And I think that I know why it's heightened in our, in our world. And it's because you have a lot of entrepreneurs out there, Mm -hmm. a lot of people starting out and they're, they've got everything on the line. There's a lot at stake right now. Right. If you think of it in that respect, they're thinking there's no time to cultivate. There's no time to give people second chances, third chances, throw the baby out that bath, that bath water, because I don't have time to deal with this. I don't have money to deal with this. I it has to be perfect all the time right on. And if, you, if, it, if, it, if it's anything less, I need to cut it loose and I need to get to the next one that's going to bring me up to the next level because there's too much at stake. That's, huh? where the problems, that's where the problems are created. Because I think this is where the company culture plays into place and not to cut you off, but just to finish the thought is I think that's where you really need to ask yourself, what kind of company culture do you really want to have? Mm-hmm. And not the company culture that you want to have with your client. Cause I feel like sometimes people treat their clients like gold and their team like crap. Oh and, yeah, absolutely. Right. So it's like, so that's your company culture is not how you treat your client, your company culture. That's how you do business is how you, how you are with your client your business, practice. How you do business. Mm-hmm. But your company culture is how you are with your team. And so what does that feel like? And what is that? You remember, I, I talked about this earlier on about when I was working at this one station and the guy could never figure out, like, there's such high turnover, such high turnover. I mean, it's just like a revolving door, especially in the sales department. And, you know, he always wondered, like, why does everybody feel like they're about to get fired? Well, dude, it's because, you you know, people just let go. Like, it's this revolving door. There's no, you're not making people feel secure. Mm-hmm. You're not making them feel like you care. So what else are you supposed to think is going to happen here? And I think that that is happening online too. It's And we're fostering that ourselves, and then we're wondering why it's happening. Sorry, yes, that's say. a good point. People online are not giving chances. It's I have this no time, no money. It has to be right. It has to be perfect. You can't – nothing can ever be perfect, right? So number one, you're setting a standard that's impossible to meet. Number two – when you walk into a new job, corporate America, or even even very simply, like my very first job, um, I was 14 and I was working after school as a seamstress at a, at a dress shop. I had a great knowledge of those things. And even after design school, I had a great knowledge of interior design. But did I make mistakes in both of those jobs? Absolutely. So if I would have made a mistake in how I was uh, hemming a dress, too short or too long, and they didn't give me another chance, how would I have learned? Like they, you know, if you, oh, sorry, gone after a week, then they go through the hiring process again. Likewise, if I'm planning a space and I mismeasure and there are 10 square feet that aren't planned for in HVAC or electrical or, or designed period, right? There's, there's no support there. Okay, that's a big mistake. But how am I going to learn if I keep getting cut and cut and cut and cut? And I think 
that's what's happening online, but it's more personal. They're not cutting you because they don't like the words you write. They're not cutting you. They're cutting you because it's not perfect to their standards that they have not expressed to you or explained effectively. And then they're on to the next person and they look like they're just, I'm going to do it how I do it in corporate America. No, false, false. I think that we need to be very clear that it takes time to build a team, whether you're online, whether at a brick and mortar store. And I think you need to be as patient and as forgiving as you would be outside of online, offline as you are online. I think it works both ways too, in the sense of um, when you ask, first of all, I think that you need to be realistic with yourself and you need to ask yourself before you hire someone, am I wanting just a task done? Or am I wanting to foster and build a relationship? That has to be number one thing you ask yourself before you even write that ad or seek somebody out in a group or anything. You have to be honest and real with yourself. And it's okay if you just want a task done. There's nothing wrong with that. I have a specific task I need done. You can go out there, put it out there, get it done, and it's done and over with. The relationship's over, and that's it. You just wanted that task done. But be clear that that's what you're looking for. And be ready for that relationship to be over and done when that task is finished and completed. Yep. Don't expect the things you would get if you were building and fostering a relationship. And it goes both ways. If you're thinking of building a relationship, you can't handle the person the way you would if it was just a task. And then if the task isn't done effectively, you're going to fish or cut bait. Like it has to be one or the other. That's number one. Number two, when you do decide And I think this goes for either one, whether it's a task or whether it's a relationship you're building long term. Be really clear on what you want and and how you want to see it happen. And if you're not clear, that's okay. Just say that at the beginning and recognize that you're not and recognize that it's going to take them some time to help you figure it out, too. I feel like there was a lot of times I... I helped clients figure things out. And then once they got it figured out, I was, I was, it was peace out scout. And that feels crappy, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But they were, maybe they didn't realize they did that, but they did. And I think too, Uh, to add on to those two points is understand the value. If you're looking to have a task done that because you don't understand it, you need to sort of understand the value to your business to your process, to you. So if you're not willing, if you want a a graphic done and you're only wanting to pay $5, understand you cannot expect perfection with that. If you want to hire someone and place a value in them to deliver that to your business, you need to treat them with as much value as as you want delivered to you. I think that's very, very important. And be clear on what you want your company culture to be because you could be by yourself right now. But the reality is you'll only get so far by yourself. Eventually you're going to have to have help. You can't, you're not superwoman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm here to tell you, you're just not or Superman. Eventually you're going to need help and you need to ask yourself, what does that person who's going to help you look like? And do you care about this person? Do you want to see them succeed? Do you want to see them happy? And do you want them to be as on fire for you and your business as you are about your business? Yes. Because let me tell you something. You don't want to work for someone who isn't on fire for your business. I'll tell you that right now. Right. And that was one thing I always felt so frustrated about was I felt like I bled for companies before and they just were like, don't let the door hit you when you left. And that just felt crappy. Mm-hmm. I had to just turn it over to just, well, I, I gained a lot of experience. 
from that. I built my skill set from there. I maybe this is too naive for me to think that we can change the way we do business, but I think that that's the one benefit of being an entrepreneur. And I think that that's the part that when people ask me, well, would you ever go back to a regular job? It's like there are certain aspects I like about it and miss about it. But the one thing that I always fall back on that entrepreneurship wins out over is that very thing. I can set the pace and I can set my own company culture and mm-hmm. I can have a team and not make them feel that way. I can help them grow. I can help them build. I can help them. And, and it has to be a two-way street, right? I think that's a very good point And that's a very good point to end on is... How do you want your culture to be? Are you modeling it after perfection or is it attainable? Are you, bottom line, as cheesy as it is, are you treating your team how you want to be treated? I have to say one thing about the perfection thing too, is when I did that profile assessment with that one client, Mm -hmm. turned out that actually part of her personality is one that seeks perfection. But guess what? She never makes me feel crappy, even when I screw up. She always comes from a place of, okay, well, this isn't exactly what I was looking for, but let's, so let's just recalibrate a little bit. Let's hone in a little bit and let's, you know what I mean? Like there's never a, well, you didn't get this right. Peace out. It was always, and is always from a place of educating because she sees a value in who I am. That's a big deal as a member of the team. It is a big deal. And I think that no one should settle for less. And I think that you need to really examine how you are with your people. I really do. And how you are with, with not just the people that you, quote, unquote, employ. But if you are running a group or you are running a program or you have, you're responsible for, the, for those people, too. And, and the culture that you, in that group. Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Fresh Take podcast. We'd love to hear your feedback. Are you part of a team? Or do you have one? Are you cultivating one? And what does your company culture consist of? What are things that are important to you in the world of entrepreneurship? And what do you bring to the table and how do you value your people? We'd love to hear from you. Please share your opinions in the comments below. And of course, if you're on iTunes, we'd love for you to share and review, download and review rather. And don't forget, you can always share us with your peeps as well. We'd love the more the merrier to join in and join the Fresh Take community and continue the conversation. You can check it out at the Fresh Take podcast. Thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you next time. Ciao. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Fresh Take Podcast, small biz talk for big action takers. Be sure to join in the Fresh Take community by visiting thefreshtakepodcast.com. Join the conversation in our Facebook group, add your comments on our episodes, and grab resources mentioned during the show.